0: Hello and welcome to a new episode of Bichara. Bichara is a podcast wholly owned and run by the Malaysian Students Global Alliance, MSGA. We are a global coalition of Malaysian student organizations worldwide with the mandate to lead and serve Malaysians globally. My name is Arif and I'll be your host for today. So the theme of our podcast for today will be focusing on the persons with disabilities, PWD's communities in Malaysia. Primarily, looking into their daily struggle as a person with physical disabilities, the mentality and behaviour of other Malaysians toward their community and existing policy and laws revolving around persons with disabilities. Together with us for today is Mr. Murugas Warren and he is the President of Damai Disabled Person Di- Association Malaysia. So, would you like to tell us more about yourself and the association that you are representing for today?
1: Uh, thank you uh, for inviting me to talk today. I think, uh, uh, it was an honor for me to share uh, the information and the experience that I've uh, had uh, with everyone here today. Okay, my name is Murugeswaran Veerasamy. Uh, I'm a disabled person uh, due to a road accident in the year uh, 1988. Uh, my, my I broke my spinal backbone injury. And due to that, my both legs, uh, I'm paralyzed below this line. And uh, since then, of course, I'm sitting on a wheelchair. And my, what is my experience is uh, um, in the year 1997, uh, I got a chance to go to uh, U.S. Uh, to undergo a young leadership exchange training program for persons with disabilities. That's where I come across a place called Independent Living Centre, where this Independent Living Centre is a concept where uh, people who have disability or become a disabled person due to any reason, maybe accident, sickness, or anything, they will get it, uh, uh, once they discharge from the hospital, they'll get a chance to go to this uh, Independent Living Centre, which they have it in every state in, in the country, where the disabled people can actually uh, acquire help uh, what they want to do next see let 's say you want to go you want to learn how to drive, you want to go back to work, you want to start a business you have a problem with your existing house that you are staying anything that you name it, then uh, they will be able to assist you, help you guide you, connect you with the right people in order for you to live life independent again. so the idea is actually impressed me. Uh, that's where I came back, uh, and, and with the same concept, with the same idea, I was thinking that, you know, maybe we can start something similar in Malaysia so that people with disabilities in this country also can lead an independent life. That's where we started this organization in 1998, just one year after my return from US. And of course, uh, I have... Uh, Few disabled friends with me who actually uh, we together have started this home and now I think it's almost uh, twenty two years already that we are still moving aggressively in 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 various ways in helping people with disabilities to live independent life.
0: I see that's that's actually quite great to hear that you are pushing the. I mean, advocating for people with disabilities committee. since you are part of that community as well. And I feel like in Malaysia itself, although there are a lot of NGOs uh, focusing on various um, persons with disabilities community, but I feel like social awareness in Malaysia itself isn't quite as high and people aren't necessarily um, helping so like I feel like through this podcast I hope we can um, extend our focus on, on your community more
1: sure definitely
0: okay so how has the lockdown and the MCO treated you personally as a person with disabilities? Mm.
1: Uh, well, it's something very new that we didn't expect this coming to us and we didn't expect this to, uh, to be this serious, uh, actually. Um, personally, you see, I'm a leader in uh, for a disabled community. Uh, of course, uh, in my organisation, there are uh, quite a number of uh, registered members. And of course, uh, uh, Dharma is not only helping people who are registered with us, but uh, non-registered members, when they come to us, we do have them. Uh, and I'm staying in uh, uh, somewhere near Subang Vistari. And oh, okay. our operation center is in uh, Jalan Keri, PJ. Right? Uh, yeah. So I, I, for me to go out from my house, the problem because of the roadblock and... Uh, the MCO thing, of course, they restrict you from, uh, go out from your house. Of course, around uh, maybe five kilometer radius from my house, maybe I can go out to buy food for my family, to buy the necessary things for my family. But besides that, uh, you you cannot go out. See, when I cannot go out, and of course, my communication with uh, my members or the public for me to help them is definitely, uh, I, I couldn't do much. Let me be honest with you, I couldn't do much. Because I myself uh, feel the pain. You know? uh, yeah. number, number one, of course, uh, you see, uh, people with disabilities in this country, um, when we say people with disability, we have uh, many categories. Yeah? It yeah, con- yeah. consists of various categories of disabled, such as visual, visually impaired. Hearing impairment, physically uh, disabled, mm-hmm. autism, uh, red disorders, uh, sometimes maybe learning problems, and uh, you can go on. I think there are there are some category in uh, in under the welfare department they put it as uh, line line different different category. Okay? so different different category of people they have different different needs. And different, different uh, ability and the system that they, that they require. Yeah? And what happened is, uh, I think the government for them is also new. They don't understand how to deal with uh, uh, the needs of uh, person with disabilities uh, mm-hmm. in in this scenario, actually. But it's true. And of course, they, are, they the only concern is for them to deliver food. As for, yeah, okay. uh, to deliver food to as many uh, uh, not only disabled people but to everyone, I think the Jabatan uh, Kabajika masyarakat, uh, in cooperation with the Ministry of uh, Women, uh, Women uh, and Family Development Ministry, I think they, they work together to deliver food to deliver food. Uh, but you must understand, I, gi- I give you one example, one example. One of my friend, I think the husband and a one of my member, the husband and a wife is using wheelchair, but they're staying in an apartment. But they're uh. not on a ground floor. They, stay, they are staying in the first floor. They got, uh, I think, five years old son, one, one, one son. And uh, the leaf broke down. The leaf broke down. And both are using wheelchairs. And the only way to go down is using staircase. Yeah. Can you imagine their situation? How they're supposed to go down there? Who's supposed to help them? Who they should contact? Who can go and assist them? You know, they, they are in a predicament. You know, they'll, be, they'll be in a hunger. You know, they, they have a lot of problems there. So they must be a kind of... A, what, what I'm saying is, you see, uh, under the Jabatan Kabajika Masyarakat, They have registered disabled members, all categories, around, at the moment, as to date, around 560,000. Plus, plus, they have. Mm. See, when you have this, when you have this registered number in your system, uh, you must also have the way of communicating with them. They must be able to communicate with them because you have the database see, for example, uh, uh, technology can actually help in order for them to uh, help a person with disabilities. Not everyone is a per- person with disability have the knowledge of using the smartphone, all the digital things. No. But I can say that you know, almost uh, around 80% or 70% of them, they'll be able to know how to handle smart. And the apps. So, I think we, the government uh, should look into this advanced technology for them to use in order to communicate with persons with disabilities in this kind of a situation in future. Maybe this is something new to them, but uh, in future, they must be able to communicate if possible. Uh, call each and everyone, the 590,000 uh, disabled, to check with them. Whether they need any kind of assistance, and of course, what I'm saying is, in maybe in Klein Valley, the support system are better compared to other places. That's what I can see. This, by right, the government, with the help of uh, the, Jabatan Keba- uh, the Jabatan Kebajikan Masyarakat, in every daerah they have Jabatan JKM office, and all these officers should be should be trained how to handle uh, 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 what they call that, the the needs that the disabled people want during this kind of a pandemic. I think there is a lot of gaps, a lot of uh, 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 training required, and a lot of things that I'm sure that the government have learned from what actually has uh, uh, happened. I see. Personally, I think it's very, very tough. People with disability have gone through a very, very tough time because um, for visually impact, they need someone to guide them, help them to do everything sometimes. Uh, but if they can go out uh, at, on the normal route that they've been used, doing it for all this while, I think no issue. But suddenly you stop that route, then they are in predicament. They don't know. Definitely, yes. and you also, uh, the, the the in this this situation, you also cannot touch, and here and there. But person who have visually problem, usually the hands touching is some kind of uh, kind of eyes to them. So yeah. you don't allow them to touch, then they also cannot see. Can you imagine the 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 obstacles and also the suffering that they're going through?
0: I agree. yeah
1: and people with uh, mothers or parents with autism children you know you autism I know if your cases are very severe, you cannot put them lock them in one place for a long time. you must allow them to uh, move around you know so that you know they can have they can release their tensions and everything, but you know this kind of a situation can you imagine the the kind of uh, uh stress in the trauma that, you know, the parents have to go through in dealing with uh, uh, this type of child, uh, with autism. And of course, physical, uh, those who have physical problems, like on a wheelchair especially, you know, if you don't allow them to <laughs> move around freely, do things on their own, if you don't have a system that's coming in to you, and definitely uh, they suffer as well. So that's why I said, you know, there must be a kind of a technology where the government can connect to uh, all the registered members so that, you know, they understand and they know that uh, what kind of help is needed for them. Instead of uh, just create uh, a toll-free number, a hotline number, expecting everyone to call that number. I have lot of complaints that you know whenever you call the one five nine 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 nine, you know nobody people answer. You know, sometimes they. Uh, how to advise them? You know? So I think it's it's kind of uh, of course I understand the predicament that the government are going through because they are not ready. It's something new, and uh, of course this is something that has happened. And let's take it, you know, as a a learning so that in future. Okay, I mean, for that
0: one, I do believe for, because like, it's only quite recently where the government is pushing for more uh, the usage of digital technology in Malaysia. I mean, in general, but like, for one area that they need to focus on especially now starting now would be the digital literacy because it's one thing to to push for the implementation but it's another where people won't know how to use digital digital technology and especially for people i mean the community of persons with disabilities they would require a lot more um effort and focus to to know, I mean, like from not just the government but like other communities to help them in understanding on the usage of um, technology. But before that, because like um, the the Persons with Disabilities Act um, was enacted in two thousand eight, so the all the government facilities, I mean, like all the government impl- um extensive measures should be um implemented at least two years after that but throughout until this year I feel like there, there's not um like sufficient and efficient um measures where they are able to accommodate to specific group of people within the community itself. So how would you say and I mean like what is your opinion as to why they they don't focus on that, even though they have quite amount of time to to develop the the act itself?
1: Okay, um, I can see you have uh, two questions now. One is yeah. regarding about digital technologies, and two is about yeah. uh, the PWD Act. Okay, let me address the first one first. Uh, when you talk about digital technology, I think it is very, very vital that at this uh, point of time, uh, the Malaysian, uh, disabled especially, uh, they should be given an opportunity to excel in the digital technology. What I mean is, you can see, uh, in order for you to live, uh, uh, survive, Job opportunity has become, you know, uh, a kind of a a very difficult Mm -hmm. uh, situation at the moment where companies are also not doing very well. But I can see that, you know, online businesses are doing very well. A lot of companies, during this pandemic, the lockdown time, a lot of people have learned new things. Uh, the, The very important is the online businesses. See, the online businesses, of course, you need... Meet uh, uh, literate in uh, technologies. Maybe you you must know how to use Facebook. Uh, you must know how to uh, what they call that. Uh, do presentation online. You know and uh, call, uh, and uh, and. Uh, Advertise your product that you're selling, you know, in a professional way so that you can learn some kind of income. Of course, you also can sell your product in Shopee, Lazada and many other platform. you know, that uh, is available online. And to make money and to learn to, 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 to create a kind of a income where you can do it from home. You know, this is something that, you know, the disabled people, whether they like it or not, they should learn. And where I think the government also should 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 locate a budget, a budget where they sh- must have uh, the people with disabilities to learn or maybe to train them, you know, uh, to, to acquire the skill, the knowledge. Or maybe certain companies that actually can mm-hmm. actually have to train them, you know. So that, you know, they are ready to learn this technology and do something uh, for themselves. You know, instead of depending on the welfare money every month, you know, they can actually earn their own income. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I like to also say uh, here is the technologies. Technologies plays a very, very important role uh, in countries like uh, Japan, uh, Hong Kong, mm-hmm. and some other countries as well. Where they use technology to teach a person with disabilities okay, yeah, yeah. in school. One good example is the, the screen reader by Daisy, I think. It's very, very helpful for the blinds. You know, you can actually read the, the text in front of your screen, and so you, you can understand what is it's written, you know, the kind of a thing. And also, they also uh, allow. Uh, people with disabilities to use technology to help them whenever they're fit for the examination. So in this way, I think uh, people with disabilities have some kind of a support to to what they say that uh, to learn uh, and excel uh, in in the, the 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 level of education that you know they they want to acquire. This can start from the. Uh, primary school itself, you know, you can study from there. Uh, in China, yes, it's widely used. In China, you have about 70 million uh, people with disabilities living in China. Can you imagine uh, that kind of a numbers uh, if they don't have technologies, they don't have support system, uh, they don't create all this very free environment, how the people with disabilities I can be Yeah. Huh? So... So it is right time we learn from the country that actually been doing it uh, to that bring the technology here so that, you know, uh, <clears throat> the disabled in this country also can live life independently. Of course, we are now in 2020. I think we are far ahead from uh, uh, year 1957, uh, uh, 60 years back. You know, now uh, this year we're going to celebrate our six, uh, 60 third anniversary of independence, you know, so, we, so long where are the people with disabilities? You know, that is the big question. Are we still in 1960s or 1970s sure, or sure. 80s, where are we, you know, That's a question that the government must ask themselves to, to see the roadmap, how they want to help people with disabilities in this country, take away the charity base and put them back into the right place. That's, that is the answer for the first one. And for the second one, regarding about the PWD Act. <laughs> uh, indeed, I'm saying that a comprehensive approach based on the concept of equality rights and concept of inclusive development of uh, uh, disabled in accordance with the principle of the convention on the right of person with disability, CRPD, should be emphasized to address the issue related Mm -hmm. to uh, disabled as you know as you know uh, at the national level nation passed the person with disabilities act in 2008 yeah and on july 7 2008 uh to be exact is on july uh, 7 july 2008 and followed by the rectification of the convention on the right of person with disabilities on 19 July, 2010. Yeah. Yeah, two years later, uh, the government under the Ministry of Women, Family and Community Development has also created a national council for persons with disabilities to perform certain functions towards inclusive development for the disabled. Although we have the act uh, passed in 2008. Uh, as you said, you know, it's already been nearly 12 years, yeah. Certain policies and the Disabilities Action Plan uh, 2016-2022 at the federal level uh, are still uh, lacking and we still need to uh, push for it. We, the disabled throughout the country and the state still have problems Uh, and issues that prevent us from enjoying a perfect life just as uh, such as, you know, in the uh, decision in terms of planning, implementation, enforcement of the policies, service delivery, as well as uh, bylaws such as Uniform Building Bylaw 1984 are subject to the authority of the state government and the local authority PBT. There is no building, I, I must say, tell you, there is no building that does not comply with the uniform building by law. There is a bus stop mm. and the pedestrian line that cannot be used by okay, especially uh, the wheelchair, because it is not built according to the universal design concept. I can give you uh, some ex- uh, example how to, how do we okay. address this issue? You know? How do we address this issue? I would say that, you know, the, the, they should actually establish an OKU Action Council by assigning budget at the state level, such as what you have in, uh, in Selangor, or okay, yeah. Mtos: But this one will be under the power of Menteri Besar or Chief Minister in every state or major in, uh, in the federal, uh, federal territory, to make all the planning, supervisory, implementation of the law, action plan that are related to OKU inclusively, progressively, and orderly. This should, this should be done uh, in the involvement of the local PWD, persons with disabilities, from all categories and layers including parents and guardians of children's and OKU learning problem as well. You, know, you, you should have this kind of uh, uh, team to work hand in hand at the local government level. And also maybe uh, they can adopt the human rights of OKU okay in all stages of development, planning, and the state administration, which include All sectors in line with Asian Empowerment Master Plan Team 2025, yeah, which was adopted by all Asian members countries in 201.
0: Yeah, I do agree with that. Yeah,
1: Yeah. and of course, maybe uh, we have this uh, OKU Action Plan under the Jabatan Pembangunan Orang Kurang Upaya, which is 2016 to. Two zero two two, you know they they have uh, details and uh, how they want to implement activities and programs through the agencies of the state and district agency uh, uh, to actually help the disabled people to live life independently. But that action plan is until now I think is only been completed. I don't know maybe twenty oh, okay. percent. Yeah maybe 30% you know, in, in this level only. That's why you can see there's a lot of gaps. What yeah, I'm yeah, saying today, uh, are it is not only Clang Valley. I'm talking about the 14th state in the country. See, in Kuala Lumpur, you have rapid care buses that have been, you know, fought mm. by the disabled to yeah. get it accessible, actually. You have the LRT and the Star LRT and Putra LRT accessible. Is also because the Disabled people have to come out and fight for it. You have the uh, arrow bridges in KLIA Ke- uh, 2 uh, has been uh, put in place because of the disabled as well. You know? And uh, uh, what I can say is you know, the, the the local government's policies, now they have uh, some, uh, some uh, like MPPJ, they have uh, disabled counselors are sitting there. It's also because the disabled, you know, they come out aggressively to demand for it. See? the situation here is, when you ask for an A, they give you an A. When you, they ask for a B, they give you a B. You know, last time Air Asia, uh, when they have a tagline that oh, everyone can fly, but when the disabled want to book yeah. online, they say, no, we cannot take you because you're, you're on a wheelchair. I don't understand. You know, your tagline is one thing and your um, policy is yeah. another thing. So, so you know they, they, this is a, these are the shortfall that we have here. You see, uh, uh, what, what I'm saying is, in a in a places like uh, in a state like Ipoh, they don't have uh, accessible buses. In in Pahang, they don't have accessible buses. In Sabah, Sarawak, I I don't have to say. You know, even the infrastructure in the city. I, I was told that you know it is not according to the standard. The disabled cannot come out. So the out of the five hundred ninety thousand disabled Usually. people who are registered, if let's say if let's say twenty percent or thirty percent of them are, have the capacity to go out and work, they are they are not all living in Klein Valley. They yeah. are all over the country. So you must create an environment where they can come out. They can go to the destination that they want go to independently and come back without any obstacle. So this one, mainly mainly I would say that the responsibility lies uh, under the local government jurisdiction and the state government jurisdiction. That's where I ask, I ask, I request, all the Mantri Basar, Mantri Basar in the state, They when they do budgeting, they must also allocate budget for the what they call that uh, uh, accessibility infrastructure and use the Malaysian Standard 1184 guideline, use the Uniform Building Bylaws Act to implement all these new townships, maybe renovate uh, the existing infrastructure, use all these, uh, what they call the uh, help, information that you have in front of your eyes to make the right thing happen yeah
0: okay i understand so like okay there are a few things that i want to i guess kind of follow up from your answers just now Mm -hmm. you said that the the government itself technically hasn't Develop a better like a policy action for the persons with disabilities community. One thing that you said just now was that it's because like the people themselves, I mean like the people with disabilities, were not included to be a part of the discussion to help in developing a better policy action. But isn't um, is that necessarily um Part of the government action, or are they? I mean, the community wasn't able to to be a part of the discussion because they didn't know of that situation.
1: Mm, how do I put it? in the in the first place, the PWD Act is just a piece I of can document. See, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 you, the Act do not have any, uh, what they call that, discriminatory uh, penalty clause there, where if you don't do things according to what is stated in the Act, then it's okay. You don't have to uh, be penalized or anything. So that's actually uh, uh, the biggest issue here. And of course... uh, uh, in the PWD Act, if you look at uh, uh, Article forty one and forty two, that actually protect uh, the government agencies and, and any government bodies from being sued by uh, using this act. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is the issue here. But if government are so scared that you know they don't want this act to be very strong and uh, they don't want to be sued by uh, many people the stakeholders what they can do is they can have uh, some kind of exemption for themselves but what about you know 90 percent of the uh, infrastructure and the building owners are not government and they also taking advantage of the situation where Mm -hmm. they are not complying and the local government also uh in many uh, uh also not looking into this seriously because it is not mandatory and there is a big gap uh, 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 between the uh, kementerian uh, perumahan and Kajian tempatan KPKT and the PBTs and the lo- uh, the state government because kementerian as far as i know because I'm also one of the National Council members uh, under the Ministry of uh, Kamantriya and Prabhangana Manita. Uh, I'm sitting there. I think this is my third year, I'm sitting there. I know. But they, the, uh, the KPKT do not have jurisdiction or, or power to actually push the state or the local uh, government to implement things in mandatory. They only can request can you please do this? Can you please do that? If the local government don't do or the, the state level government don't do it's okay so it, it is not kind of a, what they call that uh, everybody have their own powers and uh, the, the ministry the local government they only will listen mm. to their own and in 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 uh Selangor, you have got PBTs, every PBTs, you have Dato Banda. The Dato Banda, he got his own ambition and uh, a priority to do what he wants to do first. So th- this is the situation. When you have this kind of situation, uh, it's very, very hard and very, very difficult for the, uh, for the uh, very free environment or uh, uniform building bylaws, or Malaysian Standard One One Eight Four uh, is used to make sure that you know whatever things that you're, you're doing, you refer to this document in order for you to uh, make the environment is Thank usable you. by everyone. So that there is a lot of gaps there. So now, uh, when it comes to uh, uh, PWD Act, uh, whether we can use this Act. Uh, to sue someone for the negligence or for the wrongdoing uh, of the building who do not have access for persons with disabilities is a big question mark. Whether this, it can be done. Yeah, But we have many policies. We have many policies. For example, I give you one policy. Zero reject policy mm-hmm. in education ministry. Uh, during the Pakatan Harapan government, I think, uh, These uh, Mazli Malik, the minister, have launched that program, uh, you know, zero reject policy. But uh, you also must know, you also must understand that they they also have uh, education act, mm-hmm. Akta Pendidikan, mm-hmm. 1966 or sixty five. Yeah, in that act, it stated very clearly, education is meant for all. No one uh, should be neglected, but in order for you to achieve that. You know, when you say re- zero reject policy, the question is whether your material, your teaching material, is it uh, accessible to everyone? And then whether the built environment or the building is accessible to everyone? Whether the teachers are ready to do that or not, Whether the students in the school are, are ready Uh, are they given uh, enough training or exposure to understand about a student who has disability? And I'm not talking about the infrastructure or the transportation here, I'm only talking about the building. (laughs) So we have, uh, if you don't create such environment, how you want to uh, uh, expect the disabled, uh, in this country, to live life independent. If you if you already a disabled person, if a basic education also you cannot acquire, then what do you expect him to do in the future?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And of course, uh, uh, of course, there is a there is a uh, under the uh, World Health Organization (WHO). According to them, fifteen percent of the uh, population of every country. Mm. Uh, person with disabilities it can be fifty percent of African team, maybe uh, maybe ten percent or maybe five percent we don 't know you see? but in order for you to help all these people who are not registered to come out and uh, register uh, as, a, as a disabled person uh, you you must be able to actually convince them to tell them that you know this this you must come out and do something uh, registered so that you know you, you uh, we are here to uh, we are giving you all the facilities can you say that you cannot say that but you only can say that in klang valley in certain area yeah. where there is mrt lrt where there is a rapid care buses uh, 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 facilities are there services are there you know, this, this is right. the situation
0: okay so i have one final question so like can you see in the next five of, of that or ten years um, um, that there will be a policy change in the existing policies themselves as well as like a review and amendments on the current act um, being pushed by especially now um, youths the current youth are becoming more aware and more involved in activism to push a better welfare and, and livelihoods across all demographics in Malaysia. So can you see, yeah, in the next five, five or 10 years, there will be a change in policy for people with disabilities in Malaysia?
1: See, Under the previous government, we had pushed so hard for the Act to be amended. And we, got a, uh, we managed to actually do it. And we were promised that, you know, the first amendment would be tabled in the parliament in December uh, okay. 2020, right? But all of a sudden, you know, things change. Things change uh, in March. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> new, government, new government, new government took over and the new minister, uh, everyone is new. So you know uh, the disabled people like me, for example, we are. I would say that I'm very tired. Yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> they are very tired because during the uh, Barisan National government, we push, 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 push to the maximum level until we got the act, and then we were pushing. Suddenly, uh, the two zero one four election, the yeah. BN government collapsed, and and we have to uh, when the new government to uh, take over. Then it took us nearly one year to make them understand what is actually going on, and finally they, they, they understand and then they came to talk to us. they aggressively want to do this, and we managed to get their commitment to do it and suddenly things changed uh, and Of course, in the uh, the previous government also they have actually uh, 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 said that you know that they you know, in line with uh, this what they call that uh, a sustainable development uh, 2030 SDG. There is a policy called that yeah. no one left behind. So we were hoping that you know that you know we the disabled people uh, would not be uh, left behind. But looking at the scenario now, this political situation now, uh, I'm I don't know what to how to answer you. you see. It's very, very uncertain that whether uh, people with disabilities are well represented at, at the parliament level i'm, I'm not uh, I, I cannot uh, give you a concrete the... answer on that but uh, but the thing is uh, you see uh, we have appointed senator uh, by the government, the present government. You see the the situation here is when you are appointed by the uh, ruling government, uh, many times you cannot do things uh, against them or talk things, uh, uh, make movement aggressively because you've been appointed by this government. If you do that, then they will might uh, kick you out. So that's the situation. But what I can see is a representative from the OKU itself, in the day one, yeah, if let's say that thing can happen, I can see that something this will happen. Because the problem with uh, uh, disabled issues, the needs of disabled are not only under one ministry. You have Ministry of Transport. You have Ministry of Education. You have Ministry of Human Resources. You have many ministries and all these ministries Mm -hmm. have their roles to play. And all of them, all these ministers present a paper, do a debating in the parliament. And I can see none of the parliament members raise questions related to the needs of people with disabilities. I cannot see it happening. And whenever the minister is presenting also, I don't see any of the uh, minister or member of parliament who actually question them whether you have done this for the disabled person. There goes, there's no intercross uh, 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 questions asked uh, the regarding about the well-being of the disabled people. On the welfare thing, yes, they will say we have allocated this much of money. We are giving. We have increased the uh, allowance per chacha You know, this has yeah. become a big thing for them. Especially recently, uh, you know, uh, during the, uh, what they call the uh, thing announcement by the current Prime Minister, he gave one of 300 ringgit for all the uh, uh, disabled who's been getting aid from the government and it looks like that's already solved the problem. You don't have to do much of it, you know, the the way I look at it. Okay? So... It's a long way to yeah, go. Uh, I understand. It's a very, very long way to go, and I don't see uh, the the young generation of disabled people in this country are aggressively uh, involved in the movement. I'm already I'm already uh, fifty plus already. I don't know how long more that you know I can uh, continue to do that. But I see the younger generation of people with disability. I cannot see. Uh, the movement or the advocacy is happening uh, in, in this country. Hopefully, it will start, but okay. I don't see. I mean, happening. It, that's
0: okay because, like, even right now, MSGA uh, a is for three months from September until November. We are giving a platform for a camp, yeah, focusing a campaign on. Um, persons with disabilities um, in Malaysia. So, we'll try to push for more inclusive initiatives, where especially um, youths um, who are a part of the persons with a disabilities community can join and voice out their messages and and opinions and on how they want the future to be for themselves and the community and we, we shall see how it goes from there.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. I think uh, this is what what are you doing now is really is a great thing and of course we need uh, this kind of a dialogue session uh, maybe uh, for everyone to understand what is the actual problem that is disabled to are facing, uh, you, you should actually bring them out from the welfare category. Of course, I do I do agree that uh, a percentage of uh, people with disability, they need help, financial help. welfareism is still needed. But you also must understand that, uh, you see, uh, like for example, uh, I can give you one good example. Uh, this uh, mm-hmm. Stephen Hawkins. he he's a disabled person, but, if you look at his condition, he can't yeah. even uh, move his hand. he do a lot of things using his mouth. But he's the uh, most important person in NASA because of his brain and technologies and also the environment. The, they give that kind of a support for him to actually contribute to the nation building. See, that, that kind of a things you, you must have. When I was uh, in US in 1997, uh, uh, Eugene, Oregon, I feel like you know Eugene, Oregon, like a haven to me. I can move around anywhere that I want to without any problem. I can see disabled people uh, who have severe disabilities, uh, maybe the senior uh, citizens who cannot walk using uh, motorized wheelchairs. Everywhere, you can see them everywhere. Shopping complex, bus stops. You go out to the park. You you, you name it. You go to the shop uh, nearby. You can see them everywhere, moving around using mm-hmm. their Motorized wheelchairs. That is because they have created such environment there, so that everyone have a place in this world. So, uh, if if, I I don't see this is happening, even in the city at the moment, even in Klein Valley, I cannot say I cannot see it happening. How long more that we have to wait? You know, for this thing to happen.
0: Okay, it's okay. We'll try our best and see what we can do. but yeah okay I think that's all from me so yeah all right okay all right thank you for listening to our discussion on the topic of person with disabilities in Malaysia with our guest Mr. Muru Um if you enjoyed this be sure to share our podcast with your friends and family um, Mr. Moru, do you have any final short remarks that you want to make?
1: Uh, well, uh, well, uh, thank you very much. And uh, well, well, uh, what I can see, I hope to see the Person with Disabilities Act uh, being amended and give, uh, the, give back the, what they call that, the rights of persons with disabilities uh, in their hands so that people with disabilities in this country uh, knows that you know, there is a law that protects their rights. And of course, uh, uh, I would like to request uh, the the uh, Basas of all states, whenever they do their budget, please make sure that you know you think about us. Uh, the, your budget allocation is important to implement things. It's, many things are in, only in the paper, but when it comes to implementation, it's not there. So uh, it's high time that you, to do the implementation, you need money. That's everywhere I go, whenever I have a discussion with the local government people they say this they got not enough fun. So I think you you must be allocated some uh, money uh, to make these things happen.
0: All right. Now for a very brief MC update. So firstly, PPMK will be having their Medica games on the fifth of September and UKEC is having their recruitment drive for the term two thousand twenty and two thousand twenty one. So that is all from me and Mr. Muru. Everyone, be sure to take care of yourself, stay safe, and we will see you in the next episode of Pichara. Thank you.